Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. For a week and a half, the southern border of Israel has been a battleground as Hamas came across a weekend ago to attack Israeli civilians and kidnap many people, whether they are citizens of Israel or other countries. For a local perspective on this new Middle East war, we wanted to talk with a political science professor at one of our area's Christian colleges. Michael Alaparetti of Westminster College is the director of the Global Studies Program there in western Pennsylvania. He talks about the Hamas attacks and what is happening with American sentiment against Israel and for Israel plus what to do about the Palestinian citizens caught up in the crossfire. I began my conversation with Dr. Mike Alaparetti, asking his immediate reactions when the invasion started. First off, I was I was surprised, I think like everyone else, by the extent of the attacks. And not so much the brutality. Hamas is a terrorist organization that has engaged in, in pretty reprehensible behavior in the past, but the extent and the coordination of the attacks was pretty surprising. The timing, I think, less so. Uh, the United States and Saudi Arabia and Israel have been moving towards trying to normalize relations between Saudi Arabia and Israel. I think from people who study international security, uh, what Hamas is doing looks a lot like what we would call a spoiling attack. In other words, you engage in some sort of shocking attack to try to derail a peace process uh, that you don't want to see go forward. And Hamas has a lot of ties to Iran, and Iran certainly would not want uh, relations between Saudi Arabia and Israel to be in any way normalized or improved. So that part of it doesn't surprise me, but the the scale and the brutality they, they sort of the extent of the attack, I think, took a lot of people by surprise, including the Israelis, I think. Efforts for peace and cooperation. We had the Abraham Accords, here this new trilateral with Saudi Arabia involved. Based on your knowledge of what's happening there and history, does eventually, does an attack like this actually uh, foster more of a push for cooperation between people that might not otherwise be very quick to jump in and shake hands? There's, a, I think you have to make a big distinction between what's going to happen in the short term and what will happen in the medium to long term. In the short term, everybody's position will be hardened and peace will not be likely. In the longer term, however, I mean, it does create the possibility of people saying, so we can't just go on like this. I mean, Gaza is such a unique space. Um, and and what's going to happen there is going to be incredibly tragic in terms of the loss of life and the level of violence that we're going to see. But it may create incentive on the part of both of, of all the sides to sort of say, well, wait, we just we just can't go on like this in the in the long in the medium to long term. You mentioned Iran's involvement. There's been a lot of I don't know if it's speculation or intelligence that. Hamas is one of the small terror-oriented groups that would not be doing anything without Iranian blessing or without Iranian funding. Is that your sense? I mean, Hamas would exist. There are ties between Hamas and Iran. Uh, there are ties between other Palestinian groups. 
like Islamic Jihad, and then also groups in Lebanon like Hezbollah, who are all tied to Iran. And, and by tied, I mean they get funding and training, they exchange information. Hamas is a terrorist organization that it's hard to say that Iran had to greenlight it, or they wouldn't do it without Iran, but there's certainly ties there. Yeah, I, w- I would go that far. I mean, they're they're aligned with Iran. So so if Iran would encourage them, that might be decisive in terms of either a- having them act or not. Our guest today on Family Life, Professor Michael Alperetti, who is with Westminster College in Western Pennsylvania. What do people in the U.S. need to know about the Palestinians there? There is a large push about Israel is always taking over settlements of Palestine. Obviously, it's not Gaza versus Israel here. It's a fraction of the population there who is active in Hamas or supportive. This is the hard, I think this is a, a really hard part. I think the first thing to understand, Hamas controls Gaza. Hamas does not control the West Bank or the other Palestinian territories. That's a separate, the Palestinian Authority controls those territories. The Palestinian Authority lost control in Gaza in 2008. So Hamas, which is a terrorist organization, essentially controls the Gaza Strip, and they have perpetrated the conflict. Now, that does not mean that Hamas does not have support among the rest of the Palestinian population. The Israelis have occupied those territories since 1967. But there's a difference between the Palestinian Authority and Hamas. And the United States government has tried to negotiate settlements between the Palestinian Authority, which is generally seen as the kind of legitimate authority for the Palestinians and the Israelis. But the fact that Hamas will be portraying itself as the group that stands up for Palestinians and fights the Israelis is going to put the Palestinian Authority in a really difficult situation. And we'll probably they will they've already come out and urged the Israelis not to retaliate to condemn the sort of occupation, which you would expect them to do. I think one of the things that we want to see, uh, or that I hope happens is that the conflict does not spread into the West Bank extensively. And there are also Iranian backed groups like Hezbollah in Lebanon, which could expand the conflict in the northern part of the country. So I think Americans need to be aware that this campaign against Hamas does have the the possibility of creating a wider conflict in the Middle East. We want to draw, I I think, a distinction between the kind of policy that we take towards Hamas and that Israel takes towards Hamas, but also with the idea of not lumping all of the different factions together in a kind of us-them framework, or we're likely to expand the conflict and make make the situation worse. Reactions and the protests in the United States, what is happening with anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish sentiment in America, and are there important distinctions to be made there too? There has been a rise of anti-Semitic violence on both the left and the right in the past four or five years in the United States. And on the left, that gets wrapped into the Palestinian, your position on Israel and Palestine and the occupation of that territory. And you know, you've seen sort of anti-Israeli protests. It was interesting. I think AOC herself had a the, the Democratic Socialists uh, in New York uh, protested, and AOC had to come out and condemn the protest. You're going to start to see people taking positions that are 
tricky or you might be out of line. I, I think it's important for the leaders on both sides in the United States to try to present as far as possible a kind of unified front on this about what the acceptable position should be, like the support for Israel and we should be supporting Israel. We should not be tolerant uh, or allowing anti-Semitic groups to use the conflict here to stoke anti-Semitism in the United States. Professor Mike Alaparetti teaches political science at Westminster College, a Christian school in western Pennsylvania. He is also the director of Westminster's International Studies program. Stay with Family Life News for continuing follow-up of what's happening around the country and around the world as this war continues. I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News.